Darling, it's Tuesday and time for your favourite podcast. That's what she said, <laughs> me being very professional with my phone still on. But as always, I have Melbourne Vixen, Joe Weston and former Matildas captain Mel Bubs Barbieri. And this week, ladies, we're very lucky to have former AFL player turned NFL punter, Nathan Chapman. Nathan. Woo! Thanks, girls. This is the most nervous I have been for a while. <laughs> There's no need to be nervous. It's, it's, it's us. We're very unpolished, um, friendly. unreserved. Friendly. Yeah, friendly. But, well, it's been a big week. You have a little um, academy called Pro Kick, and I've not been able to open the paper or turn on the news without having Pro Kick in my face this last couple of days. It's been exciting times for you. Yeah, I uh, had a young man just drafted, a Perth boy from Perth. I'm still not sure of his hometown. Um, so he's uh, yeah, just been drafted, which is pretty exciting for, for him and I guess makes our other students pretty excited to know that there is a good future in it. Yeah, so he was picked at number 110 in the draft, which is fourth round, I yep, believe. Correct. Is that really high for a punter? I've been reading that that's really high for a punter, but they're wanting someone with some longevity to be able to play for 10 or so years. Is that high for a punter? or? Yeah, look, it is. Um if you're a good punter, you'll go in the fifth round, but San Francisco probably had to play that card a little bit earlier as the other teams would have potentially come in there and had picks earlier in the fifth, so they had to, to move up to get him. Well, he's he was saying, though, that he had about $200 left in his wallet and now he's on a million-dollar pay packet. Yeah, I just, spent, <laughs> I just spent February with him, and the beauty about this is he's been uh, literally – finding places to live in the last sort of three months, staying at his girlfriend's place at friends' houses so he can train. Um, I went and trained with him in February before the NFL Combine and spent a week there. He's got a car. Let's say it's an old Jeep. You cannot, you cannot get into it. <laughs> so he has to, to get into it, you have to open up the back window and he's got a piece of string from the front door handle out the back of the window and he yanks on that. <laughs> Which opens the front door so he can get, then get in and then he has to reach across and let you in the side. Well, that's – I feel as though a million dollars might go well for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not going to be making it as a thief anytime soon if a getaway vehicle it takes you like 10 seconds to get into, yeah. right? It's not, it's not a speedy getaway. Well, it might be a Utah thing because he's another young man we put across there, Tom Hackett, who Mitchell took over from his punting duties, let's say, at three years ago at the college – his car you can get into with a 10-cent piece, literally. <laughs> oh. So I don't know what it is with cars in Utah, but like both of them can – it's ridiculous. Well, what I'm hearing from that is to don't play AFL, go and play college mm. sport, go play, be a punter in the college system. That's what I'm hearing from that. Yeah, because yeah. a million-dollar contract straight up is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Bored is for us. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Comparatively, perhaps not. Yeah. yeah. So I think the uh, – I guess from a, the uh, – American contracts are a little different. Um, to be drafted is where you get your a guaranteed amount, but then he'll also get maybe four hundred and fifty. I think is the base payment for the season. Mm-hmm. So seven hundred and eighty sign on, four fifty to play. So that's not bad for your first year. Not bad, Absolutely. bit more than our first year. Just to um, kick a ball rookie. 50 times. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Was so we were talking before mm. that how often would they actually be stepping on the field? Oh, look, it's probably probably two to five times a game would be would be the average. And what what sort of amount of time is that? The, import, time. the important part, you've probably got about six seconds oh, of, wow. you know, the play <coughs> unfolding, kick it, catch, run down, run off. Yeah, because that's like 
the hardest part is the mental stuff, isn't it? Because yeah. you're such you're out of the game the entire time. Correct. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, especially with you know wherever you play, there are sometimes you might play in Minnesota and it's minus twenty degrees, yeah. and you're on the sideline and you don't get to kick a ball. You have to be on the sideline. You can kick it into this little net, but you're trying to stay warm. Mm-hmm. And then you haven't been out on the field for maybe an hour, and then. You have to run out and do your job. No warm-up, no practice kick, no into the game. It's like go and do your job. The wind might be in your face, you're at the wrong end of the field and that's how you get judged. So the mental side of this is amazing and why anyone would always say if you make money in the NFL, you've earned it. It's it's tough mentally. Because you you can have a bad game and they cut you. Mm, From one one punt. From having a bad game. Two, maybe they might get two punts, Georgie. <laughs> yeah, they might get two. But the, the, I, I sort of translate this across to in the AFL world that if you imagine Lance Franklin kicking mm. one goal four and then they say, oh, you're no good, see it, we'll get someone else. Yeah, That's insane. the environment they're in. What's the amount of people over there, I guess, that want to do it. Now, I guess with your Pro Kick Academy, do you do a lot of the mental stuff with that then to get them ready for that? Because did you start the academy because you don't think you were ready when you went over to play for the Green Packers or give that a um, go? I st- mm. That was two questions yeah, there. Sorry, yeah, there's there a lot was. going on. Let me think about that. <laughs> so we try as hard as we can to prepare the guys. Yeah. Mm. We have to put them in environments where we believe they can handle it. Yeah. And then, and that's just by me yelling basically, you know, making <laughs> them see what they're like under pressure. Yeah. Do you Get turn them- into an American coach? Uh, I, ro- I role play. Yeah. You oh, role play. Oh, it's not actually simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of it's reality. It's not how I want to coach, but it's how I have to. Bring Rocket Ede down. Yeah, see, I got, yeah, see, up there. I got a few of those sprays when I was playing football, so that mentally scars me. But um, going back to, so then when I went across, it was, there's probably a, a way to do it and a way not to go across there. Um, what your perception of what, how it works, how the game's played from a say political point of view, but what you've got to do to get the job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. So I just thought, okay, let's go. I'm ready. I'll compete against yep. my competition. I didn't realise that when I got across there, they drafted a guy in the third round, which meant that he got paid that million dollars, yep. which was going to secure him. I just thought, okay, good on you, but I'm still going to win the job. So when I'd finished, didn't make the team, I thought, okay, you, we need to be smarter about how guys go into the system, how they train, what they're expected to do, what coaches want to see. Mm. And and that was more geared towards uh, showing them how to be better prepared. Yeah. So, well, when you look at an NFL, there's so many show ponies. And I interviewed yesterday um, a guy called Wilson Berry, um, and have you seen his uh, celebration? Oh, absolutely. He, yeah. do, he did a little uh, um, dance move. He's an yeah. above average dancer. Much oh. <laughs> 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 like Joe Weston. Joe Weston is a self-proclaimed above average dancer for everyone playing at home. <laughs> Ten years dance school <laughs> experience. Um, you better hope I'm above average. Thanks, mum and dad. <laughs> but he has a little, um, little uh, interview with me after, and we'll just play the clip now. And a couple of goals for you, but talk us through your goal celebration for your first goal. Uh, well, country round and I heard the bees are dying, so it was a, it was a bit of a, a salute to the bumblebee. I <laughs> heard the bees are dying and he, and he does his little move. 
Surely this is more appropriate. Yes. (laughs) It's a very bad bee because I would think, because the bumblebee, the wings are down here and it's. He brought it up to his head too. Yeah, up here. The the NFL guys are known for their um, dance moves, but after a touchdown, you actually coached his brother. Yeah, well, his brother plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which, (laughs) right? The funny thing is, they have. A particular uniform, which is uh, when they, you know, when they have the wear the old school uniforms, mm. yeah. retro round, looks like a bumblebee. Oh, Stop no. it! Do you know what? It's That's actually hilarious. well. When I was interviewing him, I said this is nothing about the farmers or the bumblebee. Bees. It's got a different meaning. That makes more sense now. Yeah, it's, it's probably an in house joke there that they're all. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah. Well, there's he, a, he, you don't go straight from a fifty meter goal on the run into a bumblebee move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bangers berry, hey? What a, what a <laughs> bangers berry. Well, bangers berry. I had a tweet from his president saying that um, he's known for his uh, celebrations. He actually mm. rode a scooter in an important match. He said, which was actually a preseason <laughs> game in. <laughs> um, up in uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, so he pulls them out regularly. But what 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 was your celebration, and what would have in your oh. team and experience over there? Did you have any cracking celebrations over there? I did do okay. I played in a preseason game for the Green Bay Packers, kicked a ball, did a kangaroo hop coming off, no, and then got not. sacked on Monday. <laughs> Yeah. For the kangaroo, oh, no, no. just hop to it. The role play was oh, just no. not. I'm going to say, my brother said, "Hey, you know what you should do? You should do that." And I went, "Yeah, okay, I'll do that." <laughs> so easily, it's trying to be one of those show ponies. It doesn't work well no. in Australia, no. does it? Oh, uh, I I've tried to do because I'm a goalkeeper. I'm, when it scores a goal, I can do my own, but it's it's literally by myself, no. and there's no one around me. So this time at the World Cup, I pretended to be a pirate. <laughs> then this by other yourself. time, I tried to be a kayaker. And it was all just banter between one me and one of the Hang girls' on. brothers. How, how do you be a pirate? Uh, you put your hand over <laughs> and and you have the hook. <laughs> so you've got Arr. one hand over the eye patch, like right. for the eye patch, and then your <laughs> hook. You say to the and you go, Arr. Arr. try again. Arr. Arr. Pull, a, pull the one knee up at the back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've got that one. That should have done oh. a peg leg. I have a question about uh, just common Australian slang because we say if you're having a punt, which is just come here if you're having a bet. If you say that in America, do they understand that you're not talking about just kicking a ball? Uh, well, see, they may or may. I'm going to say this. No one cares about the punter in America. Oh. It's the last person picked on a team. It's so if you're the punter, you actually get sort of hmm, you're really? the goalkeeper you're, you're of not, the NFL. You're, not, you're, not, <laughs> you're doing your celebrations by yourself. You're not, still not quite an athlete. You're just <laughs> someone who has to be there because the team book says you have to have one. Glorified water boy. Yeah. Like, can't you just mash to like? Can't you get the quarterback to do the kicking as yeah. well? They can, the quarter, yeah, but, but they're not as good. That, yeah, that's a bit of a trick play. Well, it's why the punters stay in the league as long as they do, because nobody wants to do it, and they don't get touched. They're on the field about three seconds a game, and off you hop. Is it about loving money more than physically playing a sport? Is that why you do? Like, is it? Uh, um, no, it's hard to know why you would question, do it because you play Australians sport. Especially. You you want to do it as often as you can to be successful as you can and then to have one opportunity to do it. I mean there's a there's a part of that that I really love but then also yeah, why? Okay. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing other than that? Like, especially when you're pulling guys out from AFL which is completely opposite to the punting. It's one of the hardest things that they have to come across or to deal do with is the non-involvement in the game and wanting to help. Uh, once they grasp that, 
the challenges within themselves mm. to be very good at it. Mm. Because you can be you can have a you can be still performing well as a punter and on a Tuesday you'll turn up at training and they'll be working out four or five guys on another field. Mm. So the challenge is mm-hmm. the money's great whenever you can get it. But the challenge is to be a professional and always working on your game to be very, very good so that they don't cut you. And as much as the money's great that they might get, to be ridiculed on social media and that, as all sportsmen and women do, mm-hmm. like it's it's a yeah, it, that's a part of the job. And from a, an AFL point of view, whether you are an AFL player or just a, a young lad playing in country football, to be able to go back and play in the environment and compete, even though you're you're doing your little part, you're competing again. How many kids get an opportunity who, who are so disappointed about not making the, their rep team or their high school team or the Victorian team at whatever sport? Well, we now get that from young footballers. And then we, we've got a young uh, classical musician to come and try, train. He played school football, trained with us for 12 months, and then we put him in his first game. It was at Penn State versus Notre Dame in Ireland in front of 100,000 people. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, you might not be actively involved in the game but you're still doing your part and I think that, that's still, once you get into it, still Cause difficult. Because you, you'd be ostracised, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The weakest on the team, mm. the the slowest, the most unathletic, you don't tackle, you don't hit. Like it's there is a real perception that that's what the punter is and that's what we're actually trying to change where our guys can run, can throw, our athletes want to hit when needed and do their job really well. Do you think that helps that you're getting like the guys like Ben Griffiths over there who is a former professional player in played for Richmond and gave up his AFL career to give that a go and he's an absolute beast of a man. He's huge. How, how big yeah. is he? 6'5", 95 yeah. kilos, big, strong Actually, he's hundred. I think he's 115 now. Yeah. Whoa. Stop is that it. all the yeah. – would you legs. like fries Eight. with that in LA or <laughs> – Because I put on 20 kilos when I went to – Buffalo <laughs> wings. That's yeah. it, milkshakes. Yeah. Um, we're trying to always raise the level of what – who we bring into our program, yeah. and if if athletes like that come across, then they're going to surely get an opportunity. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Ben will start his college career now, and then build up to the NFL once he's got Maybe that experience. One of the oldest freshmen's going around, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess so. You got the side of of NFL where you you're playing well and you're playing, and you can have a ten year career, but then you've got the other side where you can end early. So you look at the Australian Brad Wing, is it? So he played for a few different clubs. He's now 28, been out of the system for six months. Is there a way that they can then get back into the system or is it once you're out, you're out and it's over? Is it really hard for them to do that? Yeah, it is. From a punting point of view, see if you're a, if you're, again, you've got a punter and a kicker, if you're a good kicker, they'll keep you. The oldest kicker just retired and I think he might be like 40 so That's good like longevity, that, yeah. Right, really it's great. <laughs> if you, you know, there were some questions about uh, Mitch being, oh, he's twenty-seven, he might be too old. No, hang on. <laughs> if you're in the game, and we can go to AFL players. If you're, if you've started early at the top level, well, apparently you can play for as long as you can play. Yep. Gary Ablett, who else is old in the AFL? 
Travis Boak in Travis AA Boak. form. Okay. Yep. So LeBron. Yeah. The, Roger. It's I, I think it's a throwaway line that people seem to want to think that if you're over thirty you can't compete mentally and your body breaks down when it's not true. In fact you probably do better work with less effort. You just know the game, you know the ins and outs, you look after your body better and can get through. So the but when you're a punter, it's really hard. If you do a good job, if you're a wide receiver, sorry, if you're a wide receiver and do a good job, they'll pay you an extra three million dollars. If you're a punter and do a good job, they'll cut you <laughs> and get someone sense. cheaper so they can then pay the wide receiver the extra three. Ah. So as you get better, you don't want to be you want to be really good. You want to be too good. But if you're too good and you cost a lot of money, all of a sudden if you don't if you have a very good year instead of a great year, you're not worth the extra money and they'll get rid of you. It's a it's such a it's a political. It doesn't. It sort of doesn't make sense. You get the best players and you pay them accordingly. But it, from a punting point of view, one of the only positions that when you get paid, you're a chance to be cut because yeah. just low on the we can get list. if we don't win and we've got money invested in a punter, we we need that money to free up. So there can't be in their eyes there can't be too much of a bigger difference between the best guy and the last guy. Well, we'll just get someone who's middle pretty good. Save our money and get some get a better quarterback. It's, so sounds very political. Netball's very political, like that, isn't it, Joe? Uh, <laughs> not really. Maybe I'm getting too good, so maybe I'm getting getting <laughs> risk of getting cut because they can't afford me. Well, we, you did touch on that that the older guys are doing really well. You know, they they can do really well. I mean, you said Gary Ablett, what he's doing at the on the weekend. You said that you heard his name on the radio a few times, which means he must be doing well. You got Travis Boke in AA form, and then you got you know Tiger Woods um, winning the Masters after how many years yeah. out? Um, Roger Federer, thirty seven. People wrote him off at thirty two, saying he'll never be the same. What do you think makes old guys? You you touched on it briefly that you know you still know how to compete, but is there anything that you did or wished you did during your career that would have Made it a little bit, made your career a bit longer? Uh, in the AFL? Either or. Trained harder. Trained harder. Might have been one of them. Um, uh, yeah. What I thought, you know, looking back now again, and now teaching young men how to, what levels to get to, Yeah. my situation, how could I have done it differently? Worked better with the coaches. Not quite sure I had a bit of an interesting relationship with my coaches. But I also got told... Um, by someone when I was leaving the AFL that I was too old and too slow. I was 25. 25 and, and you're I'm too like, old. Okay. Well, Joe, you're I'm due 25. to retire. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so harsh. I hope I don't get told that. Maybe not recently. I'm like, or soon. Maybe in a couple of years I'll take it. And I'd started when I was 18, sorry, 17. So it just felt like I was in the league a long time. Yeah. But I was just young when I started. So. Whether there was a perception and then it was a couple of injuries and I didn't get along with the coach and the coach said, hey, you will not play next year, and I didn't. So it felt like I was then out of the game. Yeah. And because of his decision not to play me, based off something that happened eight months prior, meant that I must be too old and too slow yeah. to get back into the team. Yeah. So could I have handled it differently, potentially, probably? Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I mean... You're mature. 
Joe Bob's. Are you talking to me? Joe, Joe, Joe Bob's. I, I, like, I was like, looking at Joe. I'm like, what? and then my boy, no, you're not looking at me. <laughs> Bob's, you're mature to put it nicely, <clears throat> but you're still playing. Um, you went through four World Cups. You had a child. What What do you think? Oh, made you? <clears throat> I totally agree with Chappie because most of the time it's about the ego. Um, when you get to a certain point in, in your 30s, you're either at the top of the pile, think you shouldn't train hard enough, um, think you should be taking days off, when in actual fact you need to go harder as a 30-year-old. You need to do more for your body. Um, <clears throat> I need to work on my voice, but apart from <laughs> well, that. Well, Buddy Franklin, <clears throat> it was they said that he only trains with the group 20 minutes a week. Yeah, that's not good enough. You, you're 20 gonna, minutes? You're going to yeah. get bypassed. <laughs> and when, and when, you, when you think about it, if you are getting told that, if you're getting told that you're too old, it will play on your mind. So last week I made a mistake. Um, uh, on Thursday night I dropped the ball between my legs and it went in and then I had a game of my life yesterday. On Thursday night I was telling myself I should retire because I'm too old. I shouldn't do it. But then I turned up on the weekend and I, and I played well and then my mind changes back. It's, yeah. it's how much you believe in yourself even though people are telling you you're too old, you're too slow. Because if you're young and you're getting told those things, um, you're going to override and be like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not too old. Yeah. Big deal. Well, and which is sort of oh, – someone asked me last year, I'm uh, into my 40s now. You don't so look a day Someone asked 30. me the, uh, the other day. The other day to me might have been two years ago. Other, <laughs> Close enough. The other day someone asked me, how old are you? And I said, 34. And then I said – Actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm into my 40s. That's What's a big on? difference. But the system, the system can shut you out. Mm. At professional level, the system can close off if your boss decides you're too old. Yeah. Mm. Because they didn't, they weren't in a good mood when they watched that ball go through your legs. Mm. You're too old and they make the decision for you. And there's probably the tricky part. So Buddy's getting paid. So Buddy's getting paid. Yeah. Whereas we've got to get him through. Whatever yeah. he decides, if... If he performs, which he does because he's a freak athlete, great. Mm. You can afford that. If you're not one of the select half Chosen dozen few. in every team and there'll be five or six people in every team in any sport that are secure each week and the rest are all yeah. scratching their head hoping to see their name called out on Thursday, Yeah. where do you fit in that spectrum when the stuff goes down can dictate what happens in your <coughs> career yeah. or it might end or – Again, because you, you can train really hard and still not get picked. Mm. It, like it's a different, different – Yeah, I feel like Buddy though, if Buddy's not training with the team 20 minutes, he's obviously doing other stuff. It'd to, be in the gym. It'd be in the whatever. gym. That's different. Like if you're with the team um, and you're not getting hit to save you for the weekend but you're still training at 100% and you're doing the right things, then yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's a different he, he, story. He can't, he can't be – he won't be sitting on the couch. He is a competitor oh, and yeah, he can yeah, run yeah. out of game and still beat all of the guys who are physically performing. So there won't be an issue with his work ethic. What he does in the team is probably an interesting point. But Well, it's funny that you thought you were 34 because I actually actively changed my age on my Wikipedia and then – Oh, what too? Oh, well, I did change it to 28. No, 27. 30. Um, and then – the guys in here in sports bed office changed it to 26 and then looked at the other day and now I'm 118 so somebody's <laughs> gone on and changed Guilty, that again. You know. so, um, well, um, we'll just pop on to soccer quickly. 
Actually, no, before we go that, before we'll just keep on punting one more one more question on punting. Back to your question on slang yeah, and punting. Yeah, punters. Tell us about your Not one really. and only punting, <laughs> gambling punt. Oh, yeah. So Melbourne Cup, <laughs> maybe three or four years ago, went into the TA, did we go into the TAB these days? Yeah, we go into the TAB. Yeah, I'd do it on the sports bet app. Yeah. That's what I would do it on. I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> on the sports You would have made this mistake. <laughs> and I've gone in and I've bought my tickets to the Melbourne Cup horses race thing and <laughs> I go home, go, right, I'm going to have a winner this year, no worries, and then the horses start to run and I'm looking at my tickets, I'm looking at the horses on the TV, I'm like, looking at the horses on the TV, look back at my tickets <laughs> and I'll go to the newspaper and I'm like, why aren't these horses on the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, in the race. <laughs> anyway, so it turns out I've gone, had to go back into the TAB and found out that I'd made a bet on an electronic horse race <laughs> <laughs> in Shanghai. <laughs> the best kind of so, horse race. I don't know. You did know. you win? No. How much did you put on it? It was like 30 bucks. And you haven't punted since? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this, it may seem odd to you guys, but this is a man who I interviewed him last year with Channel 7 and he goes to me, when's this going to be on? And I said, it's going to be on on Sunday. And he goes, is it going to be online anywhere because I don't have a TV? So. <laughs> yeah, gone for a couple of years without a TV. I've got like, there's one now in the house. It doesn't have the cables to watch. Oh, it's got free to air, but I don't get on it now. <laughs> I had 12 months without it. I had 12 months with it and then I went another 12 months without it again. So now we've got one. It's got free to air. But, That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty simple. Boys, you're a pretty simple man. But, okay, so, you know, that for me, I can't imagine you much as a gamer. You said your your kid games, your son games. They like to play the games. They like yeah. to play the games. I can so see why you banned the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, That's why it's well, gone. That's why I can't get on it. You yeah. know, I was watching the news again last night because education, important, <laughs> and the IOC chairman comes up about whenever Olympics, blah, 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 and e-gaming, it's blo- it's crazy it's everywhere every kid's doing it they're making big money these Oof. these full-time gamers are earning millions of dollars a year they've got these little wags next to them these modded girlfriends it's insane it's it you know and there's talk about gaming being in the olympics it's i huge. can't imagine you as a man who doesn't have a tv in his house <laughs> would think that gaming <laughs> should be in the most elite international sporting event. But then again, he works with punters. <laughs> don't is, get to do much anyway. Is chess in the Olympics? No. Well, so if it's a, if it's a, if it's mental, a game. mental game of being fast with your fingers, are you an athlete because you use your think- fingers? Yeah, what they, they talked about the cricketers being in the Olympics. I wouldn't have thought that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, an, it's an athletic thing? Maybe, maybe. I, can I, make it connect, maybe I can make the connect for Australian <laughs> Olympic team and really fulfil that <laughs> the dream. The Sudoku yeah. national team. I, I wouldn't be bad at that. I don't know. I like I like video games. I've got two older so, brothers and they're really into it. My eldest brother, James, actually went to Korea to watch an e-games tournament. He flew to another country to watch other people play video games in a stadium. I was like, see, look, that's a waste of money. <laughs> I'm all about it being a thing because, I mean, I've got some shares in some e-gaming networks and some Twitch things. So I'm all about it taking off because I'd love to see my shares grow. But I'm not about it being in a sport that if you want to be a traditional Olympic person, hockey shouldn't be in there then, soccer shouldn't be there. It should be just the running, running, running jumping, the, the what Olympics 
mm. is is about that. But do you think so? You think it should be in there? No, definitely. Not. <laughs> it's a hard no for me, and this is very dramatic of me. But if that became an Olympic sport, I would actually want to remove my Olympic rings because I think it completely. Um, lowers the standard of what it means to be an Olympian. Well, what do you think about the uh, inclusion of like surfing and skateboarding and rock climbing then? I think that if it's not the peak of your sport, then it shouldn't be in there. I don't think tennis should be in there because it's the first competition that they drop mm. when it comes an Olympic year. So um, Kyrgios, for example, didn't go to um, Rio because he, he blamed Zika, but we were all there. Um, but it's the first one they drop if they're having a little niggle. But um, men's soccer, potentially not, even though it's an underage event. Basketball, potentially not. But then for me, the women's bring that up because for them it's a bigger deal than the NBA guys. Mm. Um, there's a lot of sports that if it's not your peak event, for hockey it's my, our peak event. It means more for us than the World Cup. Soccer, World Cup means more than Olympics. Only in the men's. Yeah, see that? So that's when it becomes um, different again. But... You know, surfing, probably not. Um, uh, are the council men and women trying to just get younger people they on are. board? Yeah, that's it. They want to be youthful and mm. urban, but urban. Uh, that's, well, that's the word that he said. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it. We, Video games are so urban. So urban. We did a filming for an Olympic thing with Seven the other day and we had like a graffiti wall behind us because they're like, oh, we're trying to be hip and urban. <laughs> Do you know what it's I'd ridiculous. be down for if it was e-games at the Olympics and it was something like Mario Kart or like Super <laughs> Smash Brothers, like fun games. I don't want to watch someone play League of Legends. I'm sorry. Well, hard no. They said that – hard no, but they said that um, it won't be shooting games. It won't be fighting games or shooting games. And they had some vision there of It'll somebody be- basically playing Wii Tennis. <laughs> It'll be FIFA. It'll be FIFA. I'm like, but you've got the real yeah. thing. Why do I want to watch someone play Wii Tennis? Mind <laughs> you, I did play my young son, Cooper on a, I play Finn and Cooper, my two boys, and I did play them on a Smash thing. Yeah, the is other it like day. Wii, like a Wii Switch? Yeah, like a, yeah, the little yeah, remotes, little, yeah. little Twitch Switch thing. And <laughs> anyway, I did beat uh, my son Cooper in once, and I think I did scream out, "I should be an Olympian." <laughs> so maybe, maybe they've got a point. <laughs> And and we'll just get to soccer and netball quickly. So, Joe, you were a winner on the weekend. I know. We um, won against the Giants uh, yesterday late afternoon, which was good. We actually haven't beaten them um, or defeated them in two years, so it's been a bit of a a drought against the Giants. But it was a pretty uneventful game until we were in a timeout and we have cheerleaders that come onto the court um, and one of them, like, stacked it and dislocated her knee and she was, like, down and out on the ground and none of the girls stopped to help her. Like none of her dance squad. It was like the definition the of show the must show go must go on. <laughs> like nobody stopped. And we were like having a group conversation. And I, I, I could see like from behind the girls who were standing in front of me, I was like, somebody help her because she is down and out. And I had to wheelchair her off the court. That's a leak really. Yeah. <laughs> And was we were like, oh my god, is she okay? Unfortunately, I think she just dislocated her kneecap and kind of like popped it back in. But, but I don't think the medical staff were expecting to attend to an injury to a no, dancer. Yeah. But the best part was that Joe Weston was like, "Do you need a sub? I can come in, yeah. guys. I've got ten years' experience. I'm an above average dancer. Above <laughs> damn average dancer. Sub me in. I know you want to. No, but we're heading on the road for the next few weeks. I'm going to Adelaide and then Perth. So a couple of roadies. A couple of roadies. That's it, and, fun times. And, and Bubs. Now, 
Firstly, I'd just like you to issue an apology because um, <laughs> last week you don't, I, you don't ask for apologies. No, I do you ask receive. for a written public apology because last week she's I stated, it. and she's actually got one. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to oh. read this oh. out to you fans at home. Oh, it's, it's, you it's, licked it. I um, did lick it. <laughs> she, <laughs> licked it with love. Your handwriting is so Because nice. um, last week old, I... Cursive. I can do cursive. Thank okay. you. <laughs> last week... Just to say, soz babes. <laughs> Last week I said that Perth Glory won 5 0, and Bub said, no, they won 2 0. And I got somebody, somebody came to me and said, actually, just letting you know, Georgie, you were right. Yeah, because I actually didn't think people listened to our podcast. <laughs> and then I was going to actually issue the public apology today anyway, because I, I looked back at what I was um, looking at and 2 5 0 and 1 2 0. Kind of just all mashed together, and that's why. It's okay. Being old, that's I'll the only know. way. Would you like I'll to forgive you, but it's not <laughs> my forgiveness. Would you like to read it out, or should you, I read no, it? No, you. It's your voice is better. <laughs> well, you called me Georgia, <laughs> so I'd like next week a public apology for you to write my real name <laughs> because I'm actually not a Georgia. I know. I'm a Georgina. I'm a Georgina. But it's funny. Oh. It's funny. <laughs> Whatever, Melody. I just kept because I forgot the end, and then and then I just went with it the whole time. <laughs> That's right. sweet, a twenty dollar note fell out though. <laughs> Dear Georgia, my sincere apologies for alluding to the fact that you know nothing about football by not knowing the scores from last week's A League. You indeed were right with your results of five nil, and was extremely. I was extremely wrong. I'll spend the rest of the year making it up to you. You know everything. Love, Bubs. Oh, That'll do. That's cute. Oh. <laughs> That's really sweet. Um, yeah. All, well, all the uh, mashings of a really good apology. You're right. I'm wrong. Love you forever. Please forgive me. Please forgive um, me. I love that. That's going straight to the mantelpiece. <laughs> um, well, it was an eventful game yesterday. Um, was it yesterday, Adelaide United. I don't know, was it? You know everything. Yeah. Adelaide United going into overtime, yeah. winning 1-0. So on Friday night, Wellington lost uh, the victory. Um, to the I victory. Say, yeah, to the victory, Melbourne victory. So Friday night's game um, was kind of a whitewash, 3-1, but then uh, Melbourne City and Adelaide United to, took it to like uh, extra time. I thought it was going to go to penalties. Um, Melbourne City were very, very good the entire game, couldn't capitalise. Izzo had an amazing game for Adelaide United and then just right at the last minute uh, Adelaide United scored um, at the back post, uh, unfortunately, sending City out. Um, but um, it's unfortunate because I play for Melbourne City. Yeah. So that ex- explains it. But, um, yeah, so Perth Glory versus um, Adelaide United mm-hmm. on Friday night now. Uh, that turnaround is short. And then also on Sunday it's Sydney versus Melbourne victory in Sydney. So a big couple of weeks in. And you talk about the short turnaround. You've then, I guess, got two days difference between – it goes straight from there to the final. Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah, that's but the benefit of so when you top. when when we talk about ladders, it's like top of the ladder should win the league yeah. all over the world. But we play finals. So there must be a distinct reason why top of the ladder actually gets benefits. And that's worth two full days. Two full days. Because, so the because. difference between two full days and um, you know, the final being probably next Saturday or Sunday, they have to toss it up. Well, we've discussed finals and my yeah. thoughts on finals. The week off the week, versus yeah, yeah. playing. And, and we'll just finish with our last little seg um, of our tweets of the week. Oh. Oh. And 
Mine, so we do a weekly tweet, Chappie, of just some funny things that we've seen or interesting things we've seen on Twitter. So I'll start with mine. So mine is not sport-related. Mine is Lee Sales, very, very respected journalist. I like Lee. I love her. She's goals. And she's tweeted, went to text somebody that I was on to them and managed to type and send, I'm so into you. Hard to know if it's more awkward to take it back or leave it stand. (laughs) And it reminded me of that time I actually... Um, I got some tickets for the footy to my ex, game to my ex-boyfriend oh. and he went to go for Frio and I messaged and I said, go deep. <laughs> it auto-corrected Frio to deep and said, go deep to my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know what to do. I now have a new number and I've moved cities. So. <laughs> Just wipe the... Slate clean. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening at Jake um, home, <coughs> sorry. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, mine's from Adam Peacock. He was uh, literally counting and sitting next to Warren Joyce on yesterday's match and Warren Joyce yelling, second balls, second balls. <laughs> he said at 39 in the first half and by the end of it he said at 60. <laughs> Apparently he just kept saying second balls <laughs> the entire game. It's, it's a, there's a meaning to it. You, you want to get to the second balls, you should be winning them, getting to them first, but just yelling second balls, second balls. <laughs> Chappie's face, he's not sure what he's <laughs> got into. I don't have him. one. I don't, I don't have, have my one. phone. Oh, well, but thanks, for buying, into the, thanks for buying into our segment. <laughs> I did see something online which I sent to you about. Have oh, you seen yeah, the Sydney it Swans? It's not, it's not funny and it's not. It's just odd. And I, you know when you second guess yourself, um, the Sydney Swans uh, jumper Chappie, yeah, this has been going around Facebook. Apparently that is actually based off the Opera House. Like, what is as that? if you don't know. I thought it was some weird swan. Like it looks like the head of a bird. The the front, we're, we're, Joe's showing us the, the jersey <laughs> and you know the, the Sydney Opera House, how it sits in the middle? She thought it was a swan. <laughs> Did you know that? I, I, th- I thought it was a bird. Thank you. You <laughs> thought it was a bird. Did you think it was a bird? I thought it was the wings of a bird. Yeah, okay. I think this is a common misconception, but like when you put the two and two together, it definitely looks like an opera house. <laughs> It definitely looks like. But also Georgie thought that the vixen (laughs) was a bird as well. So. More like Mordecai. I didn't actually look at the picture. Um, Okay. Do you know what was quite funny? They made our dresses for this year and the – the Vixen logo, which is – a Vixen is a female fox that so people play at home. It's just a fox's head. But they um, had the outline in white on our dress and they sort of had it white down the <gasps> middle and then they faded it out no. to the sides to like silver and it did look quite phallic because it was just like the eyes and the nose. <laughs> so then very we, yeah, but then we've changed it. Thank God. <laughs> but I think they'll come back in like limited edition. Limited edition. The, di- the Dixon pe- dresses. <laughs> Chicks with dicks in dresses. <laughs> so it's you. Thanks for my baby. Um, well, Chappie, thank you so much for coming in. Um, it's really interesting. The NFL stuff, we don't know too much about it and the punters are, Australian punters are a hot commodity. So hopefully we see more of your boys over there. Um, check out Pro Kick if you are a battling um, bloke in country league footy that can kick at 70 metres off two steps. Give Chappie a call because you might be the next... Um, Big thing over in NFL. Mm. Absolutely. What a pleasure to be here. Thank I've you. opened my eyes. Pre-interview, pre, pre Andrew. <laughs> and if you're having a punt this weekend, good luck. Make sure if you are betting on a horse that it's a race that you're actually aware of. <laughs> a, re- a real horse. <laughs> and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.